Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect with you. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, do not hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual. Sir, I hate to start the show out on a bummer topic. Uh, I have a very big downer, though. And as well as you know, uh, Jeff Burton, who is a very big radio personality in St. Louis uh, on the Rizzuto show, he is someone who a lot of bands attribute their success, uh, a lot of their success to from Jeff Burton putting their music on the radio. Uh, he has been battling pancreatic cancer for the, a little over a year now, I believe, and his body is just not doing what it needs to do. And he's been put on hospice. Uh, so we're hoping for a miracle here. And uh, yeah, so you being in the music scene for so long, you might have, you know, been around him, you know, quite a bit more than I have. I've never actually met him. Uh, just listened to him over and over and over and over again. So uh, what do you have any stories? Do you have like what's your what's your thoughts on this whole situation? All that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is a bummer. We, we so. I haven't been able to like, it's been for the past year. I've been, I've been saying every time I get on social media, you know, cause I follow him everywhere. And I would just say to my wife or anyone that was listening, it was like this fuck cancer. Like he has aged, it aged him so much. And it's just, been, it's, it's like a bummer to watch and see, and, you know, watch a guy who really just full of life and like the life of the party. And like, and I don't even mean like he partied, like, you know, drink and drugs. I'm not even right. talking about drinking and drugs. I'm just saying like life of the party, always had jokes to tell, always, you know, interacted with everyone and socialized with everyone. And, you know, bummer, total bummer, you know, just to see the decline of his health. And for anyone who's listening outside of, the, I mean, I would imagine anyone who's listening outside of the St. Louis area, perhaps you don't know who we're talking about, but I mean, you know, Jeff, I'm going to use every, every word in the book here to describe him, but he is a legendary 
famous, infamous, notorious radio DJ out, out of St. Louis, you know, got garnered his popularity through 105.7 The Point, which is our, our big rock station. He has seen all of the changes in rock music. He has worked through them all. He's been on radio as long as I've nearly as long as I've been alive, right. probably as long. Yeah. You know, so for me, this is just it, it's extra for me, you know, um, to I grew up listening to the guy. You know, I've, I've preached many times on this this podcast how important radio has been to me and, and is to me still to this day, still still important to me. I think there are two genres of music where if you get on the radio, it's a big fucking deal. It's country music and rock music. I still think it means something. So like he, uh, you know, I, I listen, I grew up listening to him and then I was fortunate enough to, you know, become an adult and get to hang out with him and, and interact with him. And he was so cool to me, man. I don't want to tell you band stories. Forget that. Now to what you said, yes, he did. He put my band on the radio, played my band. He booked us on shows. He did more than enough, more than he had to, to sort of, Say, hey, here's this band. You guys should check them out. Um, went above and beyond. And he didn't have to do that. And he will never know how appreciative I was in the moment and everyone else in, in the band that I was in, in the moment, how appreciative we were. And when he did that, when he put us on the radio, dude, like you said, like people attribute to that, like launching their careers, dude. We went from no one in the scene here in St. Louis to all of a sudden I was getting noticed at malls. Like that's how much I swear to God. Yeah. Like two, two afternoons of radio play. And then one show later I'm walking in the mall and people are like running up to me like, aren't you the, and I'm like, Oh wow. So like huge deal, but I want to tell you a different story. So like when I say that I got to hang out with them, I did, I was at different events and, you know, got to socialize and interact with him in a way that's like, this isn't band shit. This is just me being me and you being you and put all the bullshit aside, whether you're a radio DJ or I'm in a band, whatever. And he was very real to me. He didn't treat me like a band guy. He just treated me like a person. And to be honest with you, there were a few situations where I was in a, I was in a room with people that I didn't know. And they did not give a fuck that I was there. and Didn't like, Oh, that guy, you know, thinking I want to be the band guy. I want to schmooze with the radio people. Right. I was never like that. And he knew I wasn't like that. So he would always be the guy to like, call me over, sit down, let's have a beer. Like, let's chat. Like, and that again, just meant so much to me because at that point in time in my life, you know, I was kind of like, socially speaking, I was a little bit lost. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I suffer from severe social anxiety. So for, to have someone like that, put all the bullshit aside, put the jobs aside, the occupation or whatever, and just sit me down and be like, Hey dude, let's, let's talk. What have you been up to? Whatever. You know, it, it meant something something to me then, and it does right now, for sure. So, uh, yeah, man, just an awesome dude. I don't know anyone that has anything bad to say about him. Um, and I do know quite a few people that know him more intimately than I do. And they always had good things to say about him. I, you know, and, and if like a person like you who's listened to him on the radio, I mean, come on. What's not to like about the guy? Right. I guess is my question. So... Yeah, there was a specific time where he did it, so I won't name names, but I'll try not to. But I went to an industry party, um, and it was the person who was throwing the party was a big deal. Let's just say that. And I walked in and just immediately felt so fucking out of place. And I was just like, oh, God, where's the beer? Like, I, I just, <laughs> you know, and uh, I remember, I recall, like, 
trying to have a conversation with someone and they kind of did the whole like, oh, yeah, cool. And then kind of turned their back on me. I was like, God damn it. And it was sure enough, the first person to really like, you know, flag me down. Like I said, he would do the, hey, come over here, dude. Mm -hmm. That whole thing. It was Jeff. And uh, again, in that moment, he's a big deal here in St. Louis on the radio. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to talk to me. Nobody me. You know what I mean? He could have just minded his business and schmoozed it up with the, the industry folks. But, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, he felt it. Maybe he maybe he was the same way, you know, social anxiety and all that stuff. And he could see it in me. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, man, good dude. Such a bummer. You know, hopefully, like you said, people are hoping for a miracle. You know, what else can you do? Right. But there's this there's this weird thing. And I think it's gotten more, at least for me, uh, with like podcasts and stuff like that, but also radio. But, you know, a lot of radio is turned into podcasts now. But where you really like when you listen to people all the time, like every day, you really whether you know a person or not, you really feel like you do know them like on a personal level because you kind you do. I mean, they're. You know, they're there talking about themselves all the time. So you really get to learn them. They don't know who you are, but you, you learn them. So to f- like my anxiety level over the past few days has been like way up because it, I think, and I think it's because of that. Like I've, I listen to the Rizzuto show all the time. And like I said, Jeff is my favorite radio personality that I've ever listened to. So to feel like I'm, I know somebody on a personal level, know what they're going through and all this kind of stuff and know that there's nothing that I can do or, you know, and, um, I don't know. Did you watch the clip or did you listen to the Rizzuto show? Talk about it. Yes. I can't get myself to do it. I have not done it yet. And I don't know if I can. Um, it's just, like I said, my anxiety has been very high over the past few days and it's just one of those things where like, I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't want to do it. I, and I don't know. It's just it's just kind of where I, where I'm at with it right now. But um, yeah, I it's mean, not as bad as you think. It's not. No, I think you'll be able to. Make, I think you'll be able to do it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I will. I, I mean, I think you should. I, well, look, dude. I think you should watch it merely because you know those are the dudes that have been. You know, the, when you when you when you work a job like being on the radio and and these things where you spend multiple hours at a, at a time every day with somebody. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to admit it or not, or whether you want to say it or not, or whether you want to say it publicly or not, you're attached to that person. Right. You know that person. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. even if you don't hang out outside of the radio station, even if you don't hang out, you know, like you, even if you don't hang out outside of the factory, you spend eight hours a day with somebody close to them every day. Right. They're going to get to know you a little bit. So right. I think you'd be able to make it through it. So to, you know, like I said, those guys have been, have been beside him for through all of this before the cancer, after the cancer. And, you know, now with this, and like you said, like, you feel like, you know, him. I feel like, I feel like, I think, I feel like there's a lot to be learned about, about that meaning from him, because he was really good at connecting to the demo that mm-hmm. the point has. Yeah. You know, and as someone who's been around radio DJs outside of St. Louis, he really was good at that. And he really, uh, he just had a way about it. He really just made you feel connected to the station, to him, to the sh- whatever show he was on, you know? And, and I think especially when he did, you know, drive time with Tom West, 
you know, it started as Jeff, Trish and Tom, and then it became, you know, Tom and Jeff. They were, he, it was just, he has, he has, he just had a way about him of connecting to the people he knew. He knew what the demo was and he knew what to say and how to say it and what jokes to tell and what references to make. And again, anybody who's good at their job knows how to do that. But his, it just, with him, it just felt sincere. It didn't feel like he was going for ratings. It didn't feel like, you know what I mean? Like, right. So, you know, all I can keep doing is saying good things about him at this point. It's just, yeah, it's I, a, I, I, I get it. I, let me ask you this. I don't know how you, how you deal with, with this kind of stuff. So, you know, the, you know, the stand up comedy special that uh, Anthony Jeselnik put out that thoughts and prayers. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you ever can like, attach that to like experiences in your life or anything like that. Like you want to be able to say thoughts and prayers or you want to be able to say, you know, whatever you can to make people feel better, but it's not that you like, there's not much that you can do. So like I've not been on Facebook near as much over the past few days either because I'm friends with Jeff Burton and like all of it is just everybody tagging him with pictures of them with him and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, I can go through and like all these, but that does, that doesn't do anything, you know? And I, I it just makes me feel weird. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, it does do something. It shows how strong and how big and strong the community is of people that really enjoyed him and, and love, love him. And, um, so I wouldn't say it that I wouldn't put it that way, dude. I think it does something. Yeah. Now again, it, you're right. It is just liking. It's pressing a button on social media. I get it, but I think in the grand scheme of things, it, it's just a testament to who he is. Right. You know. I, I mean, fuck, man. I hope if something happens to me, people post nice things. About <laughs> I got I got quite a few enemies, but I mean, I hope. I was gonna say you may I hope you the may want to. <laughs> I mean, you may want to start cleaning some stuff up right now. If uh, yeah. go ahead and build those bridges back up. That uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, go, go through. Definitely watch the Rizzuto video, you know, and uh, I don't know what else to say, man. We'll, we'll see what happens over the next few days, but the way that they describe it on that show is, I mean, they can't, I mean, it's essentially everywhere. Yeah. Every organ is blood is fucking bones. Like, there's just no coming back from that. Right. Usually, usually. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to be negative here and I'll knock on wood. Well, it's weird. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a praying type person. So I always, in situations like this, I want to put out positive vibes into the universe. And it's all you can do, man. Yeah. I get it. I will join someone in prayer, you know, yeah. in spirit, but I can't lead the prayer. I'm not a, right. It would be, a, it would be a false, it would be a, you know, somebody else's would be better at it. Let me just say that. So, right. I don't know. Okay. But well, check it out. Check it out. You'll yeah. make it through it. You'll, right. you'll be, I, w- I was really, when I started watching, I was like, Oh fuck, these guys are going to break down on air, but it, it's, it's, it's not like that. Okay. They, they kept, they kept it. They kept it pro. Yeah. Like it, they I, also I, did a really good job of explaining who Jeff is. Yeah. Like not like not that they needed to, but you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll well, uh, I, I'm I'm probably give it give it a few more days before I actually uh try to give it a listen, but we'll we'll see. That either way, 
all of our thoughts and positive vibes and everything to Jeff and the Burton family. And uh, you can say prayers if you pray. And uh, like I said, ho- you, hoping hoping for a miracle. That's all we can yeah. really do. But anyways, um, before we get away from the music space, at the end of last episode, you told me that you think you may be a Jelly Roll fan now. Oh yeah, man. Um. W- I told you I was going to Google it to find out if he had done something or find out if there was something in the media that made you a fan of him now, but I yeah. didn't do that because I just wanted okay. you to be able to explain what's going on <laughs> and why. Well, let me, let me make this very clear. I, I, I'm so far what I've listened to. I'm not necessarily a fan of his music. I'm just a fan of him as a dude. Okay. If that makes sense. Kind of want to party with him, which can which yeah, can kinda, make you a fan of his music, right? May, Sorta, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pretty country for my taste, but well, I, I kind of look it, at him the same way I look at Post Malone. Like, I just kind of want to sit down. I want to like party with you. I want to have a few drinks with you and just shoot the shit. Uh, no, the, so the reason I think I'm a fan is he's he went through. He was on Kimmel, which watched the performance. You let me know what you think. Okay. I, like, like the song he did, I'm not that. Yeah, it's fine. It's a good song. It's just not, again, not for me. Was it? Do you know but, what the song was? Is it a big? Is it his big one? Son of a sinner. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Uh, but so because he was on Kimmel, he did like the LA podcast run where he was on different shows. Yeah. So the first show that I saw him on was Fighter and the Kid. Okay. But uh, Brian Callen wasn't there. Jeff Die was there in place of Brian Callen. So it was Jeff Die, Brendan Schaub, and Jelly Roll. And uh, for the most part, Brendan did a good job of not interrupting him every <laughs> other word. Uh, but just hearing him talk and hearing him talk about his past and hearing him talk about the industry and I kind of I, I dig his vibe. I just like him. So from there, I was like, oh, I like this guy. And then I kind of introduced him to my wife. She's like, yeah, he seems pretty cool. She, like me, doesn't necessarily care for the music, but, you know, um, that happens. Yeah. It is what it is. And so the next show that I saw him on was Burt Kreischer's podcast. How long do you think it took Burt Kreischer to talk about himself? Oh, negative uh, 12 seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he opened the show with asking him about something that had to do strictly with Jelly Roll. And Jelly Roll started talking and Burt was like, yeah, so when I... And I'm like, motherfucker, why do you have people on your show? Just tell stories. Don't have guests. Yeah. It's so rude. <laughs> I want to hear about this guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear about the Rolling Stone article again. I don't want to hear about Will Smith again. I don't want to hear about Florida State again. Uh, I want to hear about Jelly Roll. Yeah. So that really made me become a fan because the amount of patience he had to just sit there and go, oh, you're going to tell me. You could... Dude, you know, you know, when someone's like waiting for their turn to talk, which is what Bert Kreischer does. Yeah. And then, you know, when someone's in the room with someone who waits their turn to talk and is polite, that's what Jelly Roll was. I was like, I really like this guy now. Yeah. Um, from there, I don't think I've seen him on anything else. I think I've seen that he's been on other things, but I haven't watched them. But I like the guy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's got a rap album coming out. Apparently, that's what I was going to ask earlier. I, I think he's a, a like a cross cross genre musician. Like he, he, I mean, country. He he's fallen into a country vibe for the most part. I think, but I think yeah. every album changes up quite a bit, which is cool. 
So yeah. maybe he'll put out something that I like. I remember he was on, man, I don't know what song it was. He So just some song randomly. I had YouTube on in the background when I was doing something at home. Because sometimes I put it on the TV and I just hit shuffle. Mm-hmm. And, and I cannot remember whose song it was. It's not Tom McDonald, but I want to say it's someone like that. But he had a song with somebody and I, and, and I had no idea. I knew I had heard the name. And, and this is like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. This is a while ago. Um, I really like that song. And I need to find out what it was. Because I think for the most part, I like that song. It was very much had like a, uh, it reminded me of like Nappy Roots. You know who Nappy Roots is? I know of them, yeah. Oh, no. Nah, hell no, nah, boy. Yachting up and done it. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah. You know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they have another song. I have to know what it's called. So, cause I, I know you'll know this song. Cause I think at one point in time that that song, I just sang to you, they did it, the remix with POD, I want to say, but then they have a song called uh good day. We're going to have a good day. Yeah. So anyway, whatever this song was, uh, it reminded me of nappy roots and that's why I liked it. But I, I got to find out what it is anyway. So hang on, you're saying so I, you're saying Nappy Roots did a did something with POD, or are you saying whoever yeah. really Yeah, they did that aw naw song. Interesting. A remix with POD. I, I don't think I'm crazy. I think this was like right around that time too when uh Papa Roach did the song with Black Eyed Peas. So that was like a thing oh, okay. going on. Okay. Aw naw Nappy Roots. I thought you were gonna say uh like when Jay Z and Lincoln Park did the collision course album. That might have been around the same time too, huh? I don't know. Yeah. No, this is so this is just featuring Marcos of POD. I don't know who that is. Who's Marcos? That's the guitar player. Oh, okay. Sounds like POD guitars. Anyway, don't that's ask pretty, me why. I that's pretty that. good. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I like Nappy Roots and I love like POD, so yeah. Naturally, I'm I'm gonna gonna check that out. But um, see, so yeah, Jelly Roll. We'll wait and see what happens. Okay. So while we're on music, I had another thing. So today, I was thinking about something randomly while I was on the treadmill. Don't because I was watching. <laughs> I was watching a corn live performance while I was on the treadmill. Okay. And this was from. Way back in 2000, which by the way, dude, YouTube this later, YouTube corn live at rock and ring in 2000 to corn was on another, another level back then, dude. Yeah. They sounded fucking awesome. But anyway, I just started thinking about something, you know, this is the year 2000. So records are still selling pops, huge rock is huge. Rap is huge. You had TRL, you know, Mm -hmm. corn was on TRL. Like corn were they were superstars. Limp Bizkit, they were superstars. And I just, it had me thinking about something. Do you think they could bring back a TRL today and you would have that cross-pollination of pop and dark rock like corn was back in those days? I don't mean somebody like Bring Me the Horizon who has already crossed over and kind of poppy now. I mean a band like corn was back then. That was Everything was dark. The lyrics were dark. The riffs were dark. Everything just had this like overall darkness about it. Yeah. Do you think that would ever happen in 2022? I mean, Korn was on the same video countdown show as like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera with right. songs like, uh, 
oh god uh somebody someone and like what was the other one uh like got the life's okay like got the life had that sort of what is the song i'm thinking of son of a bitch anyway you you know what i'm talking about yeah but so they're on a video countdown show with pop stars you know fucking o-town and then but, now but you that, got porn but it's yeah i mean it, it, it was just like a a different thing right like it's a different countdown show that you hadn't really ever seen before you know it's not like a bill, it's not like a billboard it's not like a you know one of your big well, kind of it's kind of like the video billboard i guess uh, okay okay but that's what i'm asking so like yeah. you're right it was different for the time yeah fast forward 22 years could you even do that could you have you know uh Billie Eilish and Kid Leroy and Lil Nas X and all these pop artists and then have insert a dark band like wage war on the countdown. Like could manic play after a Lil Nas X in a so, kind of video. Count- well, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you're saying, can they, like, could they, what, what do you mean by could meaning they? Like, like, would there be a demand from the audience? Would okay. the audience even, would, would they go, what the fuck? Because back then, <laughs> maybe at first they went, when they saw corn, they're like, what the fuck? But corn, it just they were ingratiated into top 40 yeah by mtv and by the fans right so it just had me thinking like could you do that today i don't in in in, in a fan pleasing way not right. like forcing it down their throat you and, know unless you could man i don't know like with with streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and all that kind of stuff, as big as it is now, and you don't have, you know, a lot of people that have unplugged from cable and stuff. I, what I was going to say is like, if you had a channel that was as big as MTV was at the time, like if you could build up a channel to be what MTV was again, then yeah. maybe, but it, with, with well, so I mean, many yeah. people like unplugged from it and stuff, I don't know if you could make something that big again. And I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, you could do it on YouTube or Twitch, but I mean, I mean those are different animals, I feel. Yeah. You know, what a bummer. Those who, were better times. Who man. would host it now if they did it? Would we bring Carson Daly back? <laughs> no, certainly not. Um, Where is he, by the way? Any, any idea? I don't know. Is he host, know. hosting anything anywhere? He got kicked off. Well, he was doing... I saw him on something because I remember going, whoa, Carson started picking up the donuts. <laughs> He does something now. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, who would host it today? I don't even know anyone on TV these days. I don't watch TV. It'd probably be so, Ryan Seacrest or something. It would be like someone from Stranger Things or something. <laughs> What's the girl's name? M- I- Millie Bobby Brown or whatever. Oh, yeah. It, it's interesting to think about. I'm going to do it. There's my million-dollar idea. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring back TRL, and I'm going to mix all of my favorite pop music with all of my favorite dark music. So if refresh my memory on TRL, so TRL total request live was the top, like were all of them actually re- requested or was it there? Or oh, was, who it, knows, was it TRL's actual lineup that they think uh, was, you know, from 10 to one or whatever? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think maybe in the beginning it was fan requests, but I mean, do you really want to flood through 5 million Backstreet Boy requests to get to one, <laughs> like, Hoobastank request? Like, I mean, right. come on. Yeah. I think eventually they were like, all right, we're just going to pick what we think are the top 10 most popular videos, and we're just going to tell people those are the top 10 most popular. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. 
But it's interesting to think about. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to team up with some people who, who would be interested. I mean, you could do it on... And there's no saying that somebody's not doing it on YouTube now. Uh, oh, I'm sure there. I'm sure there is. I mean, I'm sure you could find this anywhere. But I mean, again, on the level of you're you're again you're like cross pollinating giant pop stars with with dark dark music. Yeah. Again, not a band like Bring Me the Horizon or like I Prevail even who I Prevail is heavy, yeah, poppy dude. Those and I like them. They, the hooks are nursery rhymes to me though. Yeah. Back to the nursery rhymes. <laughs> Um, we were talking about streaming. You know what I finally watched last night? Hustle. Oh, okay. Give me your thoughts on it now that I finally watched it. I enjoyed it. And don't give me your first thought that you texted me. Let's not tell the world what you said to me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I, I enjoyed it. I think is I think for what they were trying to do with the movie, I think they hit exactly what they were trying to do. Like it was, a, it was, a, it was a feel good, you know, emotional story from the bottom to the top kind of, kind of thing. And I think that's exactly, they knew what they were trying to do. And yeah, it's maybe the same movie that's been made over and over and over again with different scenarios, but I think it, I think they hit their mark. I think they, I, I, and I think Adam Sandler did freaking awesome acting in that movie. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's his best performance by far. Yeah. And if you come at me with that bullshit Uncut Gems movie, I'm going to don't ever anyone, <laughs> anyone out there. Now that I've seen Hustle, don't bring Uncut Gems in my face. I'll smack you. Also, the movie sucked. also the guy uh, who was the guy that played the Sixers um, owner, the bald headed Kenny guy. Smith. Yeah, he did a freaking awesome in that movie. Wait, too. the Sixers owner. Or no, yeah, the one that took oh, over. After, oh, the white guy, Ben Foster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Foster's great. Dude, yeah. That dude's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kenny Smith played the agent that was oh, friends yeah. with Adam Sandler. Yeah. You know, it was funny uh, that scene where they're at the funeral and it's Dr. J and Kenny Smith. Mm-hmm. My wife goes to me, she goes, are those famous basketball players? I was like, <laughs> it's fucking Dr. J. Are you joking me? Um, so the, I liked it. I liked it. Here's my only, my only problem. And again, I know you gotta, this is just, you got to separate reality from what's the saying? How does it go? doesn't matter. My only problem is that the main character, Bo Cruz was played by a guy who's been in the NBA, but wasn't as good as any of the guys we saw in that movie. So for them to like pull the wool over our eyes and go, Oh, by the way, now he's better than all these guys. Right. Kind of made me annoyed. Like I would have rather you have just gotten someone we didn't know who had, who could ball. And just made us believe that he was, you know, an NBA player. But yeah, but but I don't know what the demographic is. Like, are they trying to reach out to people who are NBA fans, who are basketball fans? Oh, for sure. Or is this just like a you know a, a a movie that they're trying to reach everyone with? And if that's the case, if you don't know who the guy is, then you know who who the main character. Then it's not that big of a deal. It's a big deal to me. (laughs) Juancho Hernan Gomez is the guy's name yeah he plays in Spain right now but it was good I I, I enjoyed it Um, there were a couple of corny cheesy parts of course involving Queen Latifah well but uh, it was good yeah I enjoyed it you know I I can't I can't read you a lot because there's a lot of times where I 
I watch something and I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed that. Patrick would absolutely hate that. And then you watch it and you come back like, it was all right. I, I enjoyed it. And I'm like, man, you're, What's another if, thing you're impossible to read. Oh, I don't. Well, like, uh, say like the ending of things like Dexter and Ozark and stuff like that. Like you've, I, I, I have texted you and said, you're going to hate this. Because yeah, I yeah. watched it first, and then you come back like, no, actually, I enjoyed that. And I'm like, you don't make sense, sir. <laughs> I didn't hate either of those endings. I know. That's what I thought you You thought would. I was going to, though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, here's the thing. With Dexter, I wanted to hate it, but the way that the show ended previously, I hated so much everyone, that I was like, everyone right, cool. did. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. With Ozark, I guess, you know, I'll tell you why I didn't hate it. Because they pulled me in so much on the characters that I wanted different things for each character. And I wasn't even looking at a, a show ending necessarily. Okay. Like for sure wanted Wendy to die. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. But no, Hustle was good. So I did. Speaking of getting hustled. Uh oh. What were you going to say? Well, go ahead. What, what's your next topic? Go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of getting hustled, you're a UFC fighter. We're going to create a hypothetical here. Okay. Let's just say you're a UFC fighter and you go on Twitter and you see a video of your boss, Dana White, giving a fuck boy $250,000 for his birthday and you made $12,000 your last fight. Could have been 24, but you lost the split decision. So you only got 12,000 mm -hmm. and you're watching Dana White with fluttering eyelashes. <laughs> Give a fuckboy YouTuber two hundred fifty thousand. How are you going to feel? I I've been thinking about this a lot today, and I understand how a fighter could get mad, but the difference is that this is coming out of Dana White's pocket, not you know? the UFC's pocket. Well, why would the UFC be paying a YouTuber? Maybe it's fraud. Maybe he's going to go to jail. <laughs> it's maybe. called embezzlement. Homie. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Geez, that's a weird, no, yeah, weird I mean, rumor I, to start. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It, it, what he does on his personal time and what gifts he gives to his friends, totally his business. It's not anyone else's. Now, I understand why a fighter would be upset. And believe me, the, 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 the outcry on Twitter, there are tons of fighters. Now, here's the thing. The fighters who were pissed off about it are those lower level fighters who are not getting paid well. The fighters who are getting good money, they're not saying they, like Aljamain Sterling was like, Hey Dana, my birthday's July 31st. I can't <laughs> wait to see what I get. Now look, if you're a champion and you want to be a star for the company, that's what you do. Right? Okay. Aljamain's yeah. well known. He's a champion, but he's not a star. Right? Mm -hmm. If you're Nate Diaz, you just go hashtag free Nate Diaz, right? <laughs> That's the difference. Have they made his his fight, by the way? I seen an article the other day. I don't remember where it was, but saying that he had uh, decided on who, like his, like there was an agreement made for his for his fight, and this is the last fight on his contract. I didn't see anything. And he'll be walking after that, but I don't know. I, I didn't see anything. Okay. No, but back to Dana White. Yep. Well, while while we're on Nate, did you see that he smacked the one of the Nelk Boys cameramen? or reporters or whatever the fuck they call these guys that go. Yeah. These dudes, these dudes got it coming, man. These dudes are going backstage at fights and they're talking shit. Like I saw a video today. Somebody was talking shit to Henry Cejudo. Like, I don't know what these guys, I don't, I don't know 
what malfunction is going on in their brain. But like, eventually, this is going to come back to to haunt you. I'll say like, you are, keep walking into public for, like these places, and you talk shit to fighters. So they're Good not luck. they're not fighters or anything like that. They're no, just they're just no. they're just YouTubers. They're YouTubers, dude. Just getting getting the hits. That that's, just getting. You want me to give you a full bio on the Nelk boys? Yes, please. Their Good. podcast sucks, by the way. It's incredibly boring. <laughs> and I, I dare people to find me good clips that t- shows me otherwise. Um, they're a Canadian-American YouTube channel and entertainment company. They are known for their prank videos, vlogs, and their brand, Full Send Entertainment. The group's founders, Kyle, Kyle Forgeard, Forgard, that's the guy who got the money, and Jesse Sabastini have been referred to as two of the most recognizable personalities for young people in North America. There you go. That's it? That's all we got? That's all I'm giving you because I don't give a shit. So what's their... You said their podcast sucks. What? Any idea what kind of content they actually put out? Um, they had Dana White on once, and I think I sent you a video. They had maybe a fighter on. I was like, this is, in, this is incredibly boring. So I wonder, like it's just I wonder, boring. I like they're not the, interesting. They're not intelligent. They I wonder have nothing. What the, what the link is to get Dana White on? They have money. I don't know. Can you imagine what that costs, though? <laughs> what kind of money that costs to get Dana White on your podcast? I, probably nothing. Honestly, I don't so even, the full I wonder, send I wonder, the full what, send website is nothing but merch. I don't know that. I've heard of Dana White doing any other podcast besides Rogan, and that's been a long time. Yeah. Long time ago. I don't even remember him being on Rogan. So do you want to know what they sell on their website, merch-wise? Uh, beer pong tables. Well, that's mm, neat. A condom pool floaty. <laughs> a Senders jersey. That's a ripoff of the Sixers jersey. Or that's the Golden State jersey, yeah. Yeah, so it's just a bunch of merch. So they're typical... Anyway, whatever. More successful than you and I. So whatever. Right. I'm a hater. I am a hater. Your podcast is boring, guys. Sorry. None of you are intelligent. You don't have anything funny or you don't have a unique point of view or an unusual point of view. You're, you're fuck boys. That's why Dan White gave you 250000 But my point is, and this is why I'm not a hater, but these guys keep going backstage at fights and they think all these fighters are just going to sit back and go, huh, huh, yeah, right. Like, dude, you got another thing coming. Here's the thing. You want to do that? Fine. That's how you get clicks. I would never do that. Not because not out of fear that Nate Diaz would kick my ass or Henry Cejudo would kick my ass because I have respect for them and right. what they do. Right. That's why I wouldn't go fuck with them. You know what I mean? So now, especially that- if it's someone who just fought, right? So- Nate Diaz was just there. Henry Cejudo was just there hanging out. So now, but especially if hear, it's someone who just fought. Hearing that does make it a little worse that Dana White gave him that money, and 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 that everybody, like all the fighters, are seeing that. Just because now, now you're telling me that this that these guys go back and mouth fighters. That, go YouTube it, man. That, yeah, I, I mean, need to. That that makes it a little worse. It's little fuck boy. It's the it's that little like um, it's a little fucking sneaky fucking I want to be cute shit. That little fucking oh you didn't catch this type thing. It's like no, we get it. I'll right. smack you, bitch. Like one of those <laughs> things. Like, so I, I just don't understand where we are. It's some Jake Paul shit. That's what it is. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you compare it to Jake and Logan? Well, none of these guys are fighting. That's the thing. True. Yeah. But, you know, and Jake Paul, dude, did you see the, the way in the stare down with him and 
Hasim Rahman Jr.? I did. What a size difference. Uh huh. Did you? There's some things in the contract. I don't know if you've heard about this. Uh uh. What's up? Jake Paul is not for real getting drug tested. He's not getting, he's not going through all the usual testing, which fine, whatever. But they also said that there's a 10 pound rehydration limit for Rachman. So he can't weigh more than 210 fight night. Huh. Because they're fighting at cruiserweight. So cruiserweight's 200 pounds. Yeah. So he can't weigh more than 210. It's in the contract. Huh. Again, I, I, I every ounce of my soul just hopes that he puts Hasim Rahman puts an end to this shit. Every, we'll see. Just every time he fights, <laughs> you're just hoping that some <sighs> the next person's got to be the one that puts an end to this. I mean, they did spar together, and of course, both of them are telling different stories about sparring. But well, let's go back to Dana White before you, I, I don't want to go down to Jake. Jake Paul rabbit hole. That'll take too long. <laughs> What's grosser about the situation? The fact that you have fighters who think they're underpaid and you're giving YouTubers money or the fact that you gave another grown man a birthday present in the first place. That's a little odd. Grown men don't give each other birthday presents. Right. Okay. Here's what's acceptable. Here's what's acceptable. Okay. <laughs> this is to all grown men, grown man friends of mine. If you want to get me a birthday gift, here's what you get me. You give me booze. You give me green or a gag gift. It better not be a real gift. Okay. That's it. That you don't give another grown man a gift. Well, that, do you, do you well, are you behind this? Yes, I am. Uh, I, I do. I think it's different with Christmas though. If that, oh, stop it. I don't know if that's weird or not. That's even worse. No, that's weirder. No, that's weirder. I don't think so. That's weirder. I don't think so. Okay, well, let's tell people. You did give me a gift for Christmas, but it was to me and my wife. That's true. A little bit different. It wasn't just to me. It didn't have just my name on it. True. And oh, by the way, fuck the rest of your family. This gift's just for you for Christmas. <laughs> that would be weird. You gave us a gift. That's different. Okay. Which we appreciated, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Se- seven months later. So, so yeah. <laughs> I said thank you. That's so, that's so weird, dude. And I remember, and we can we can end on this because again, this is a rabbit hole. But I remember like Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura on their podcast bragging about like the expensive gifts they got each other. Oh for yeah, dude, birthday. they're getting like each other like Ferraris and shit. Like he bought them like a a NASCAR or something, like a racing team. Like what are you doing? Yeah, I, I don't. To me, that's just like bragging about the money you have. Which good, good for you. you it, it it is. I mean, they've they've got it, and I get what they're I get what they're doing. But like you know, it, it's got to be made public. It and uh, you have to see all the videos of it and the pictures of it, and then you, they talk about it on the on the podcast and everything. And I'm just like, ah, I I'll tell you what, when's your birthday? May 21st. Shit, it just it did just happen. All right, so uh, for Christmas, <laughs> I'm gonna get you a racing team, and we'll okay. see if we go viral. Okay. All right, I'm good with that. <sighs> did I miss your birthday? I told you happy birthday, right? I don't remember. What did you do on your birthday? Uh, I tried to go to Point Fest. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. Right. You, we talked so, about yeah, it. Yeah, you did, you did. Yeah, you did. You did. Okay. But, uh, let's get out of here. Well, hang on. Before we get well, out of here, I do want to tell you, for being a bad friend. I do want to tell you something. I went against my code and, uh, I actually listened to a couple episodes of Rogan today. Um, which ones? Well, I listened to the Michael Bisbing one that was not too long ago. What? When was he on there? A few months ago. 
Okay. And so then, long ago. And then I actually listened to, I think it was the most previous one with Brian Redband. Why? I I asked you last last episode, I think, about like if you've ever gone back and listened to like some of the first episodes where oh, it was yeah. just Rogan and Red Band and stuff. And I still kind of get that vibe because I like those old episodes. They were just talking about bullshit and whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. It's kind of nostalgic, I guess, a little bit. But I, I, I like Brian Red Band. I like when they talk about comedy and stuff like that. However, like I really liked the Michael Bisbee episode. But it still drives me nuts whenever you bring somebody like Brian Redband on and he starts yeah. talking about fighting or talking about boxing that the other person clearly doesn't know anything that you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to talk, I do. You want to talk that with Michael Bisbee all day long? Heck yeah! But you want to talk about that with Tony Hinchcliffe? I'm like I, why? Here's the thing. I'd rather hear Joe Rogan talk about fighting with everyone other than I don't want to have to hear him talk about the craft and the art (laughs) and the sacrifice it takes to be a comedian anymore. I'm done. (laughs) You've already preached it. We get it. It's a tough job. You're like no one else. We get it. Yeah. I'd rather just hear him talk about boxing and fighting. Yeah. That's just me. The uh, second thing that I is really driving me nuts is I told you before I have not listened to any episodes on Spotify until now. Yeah. I do not like the ad placement crap. It, it's I I know he's he's always said he wouldn't do mid show mid show reads, and now they just stop the in like mid sentence. It just stops and goes well, to an ad and then comes back. Can't you bypass those by being a premium member? I don't know. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to pay for... I don't either. I think no, it's bullshit. Apparently not. You don't even want to listen to music. fucking criminals. You, you won't even buy premium just to listen to music that you want to listen to. It's ridiculous. <laughs> By the way, we haven't had anyone reach out yet, have we? I have not. I haven't checked the email yet. in a minute. All right. <laughs> Again, Spotify premium users, reach out to us. We want to have a conversation. Okay. I'm going to put this on social media. We got we to figure this out. All right. Cool. And I'm also going to find out uh, from people, is it okay for dudes to give other dudes birthday gifts. It's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> okay. And I know where your head is you're going so with seri- this. You're so serious. You're so serious. No, no, no. <laughs> I know where your head is going with this and where everyone else's head is going with this. I'm not saying that it's homosexual to buy oh, another I man a gift. I wasn't saying that. That's not what I'm saying. I wasn't saying I don't that. even think homosexual men buy other homosexual men gifts for their birthday. It's just not what men do. You just took this down a weird it's rabbit hole. Fine, that I wasn't. <laughs> it's not a rabbit hole. I'm just speaking the truth. That's all. Okay. Patrick's truth. That's what that was. Yes. All right. Let's all right. go.